When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, it is Friday. It is movie review time. And Nyla Bryan is here. How are you doing, Niall? I'm very well. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Now, uh, straight down to it. And I think you're being very easy this week, aren't you? After last week, I think we got a few complaints, <laughs> did we, for getting too hard. So I thought I'd make it very simple this week on Who's That Talking Now, where we ask people to text in and let us know who the famous actor is speaking. Yes. So I have a clip. If you can guess who this actor is. It is Friday. I am feeling generous. I think, you know, because you've given us an easy one, maybe I will throw the LMFM Keep Cup, the coveted Keep Cup that only keeps, you know, beverages piping hot. I'm going to throw that into the mix (laughs) Uh, today if you get this. okay. so who is the actor talking in this clip? It's so easy. She was wonderful. It was the first film I'd ever been involved in and I didn't know uh, one end of a camera from the other. And naturally, you know, I was uh, rather nervous of her. And uh, the first day on set with her, doing a rather complicated scene, I did everything wrong. I fell over cables and I got my cloak jammed in the door. And uh, she asked me if I was frightened of the camera or if I liked the camera. So I said, "Uh, I don't know what you mean. She said, well, do you like the camera? I said, well, yes, I suppose so. She said, why do you play the whole scene with the back of your head to it? Ah, I'm interested to know who he's actually talking about. Well, that. maybe that could be if, if for an extra point. Who is the <laughs> famous actor or actress that he's speaking of? OK, so. there we go. If you know the name of that actor, though, let us know. 086-1800-658. Now, down to business, because this has popped up on my Netflix recommendations in the last little while. It's called Mank. Tell us about this. Yeah, so this is the latest film from director David Fincher, who is uh, an excellent director. It's been six years since his last film, (coughs) Gone Girl, but he has been executive producer on uh, a couple of TV series, Mindhunter as well. But Mank is not, as some people might think, the story of the Gallagher brothers, but it's actually (laughs) uh, the biopic about a screenwriter called Herman J. Mankiewicz, who um, was the screenwriter on Citizen Kane. And it's primarily about his experience writing that book in 1940, or writing that film, I should say, in 1940. So we have a clip here, and this features uh, Gary Oldman as Herman J. Mankiewicz and uh, uh, another actor who is playing Orson Welles. And this is a kind of a real head-to-head that they have about the the credit. Who's going to get the credit for this script? Okay, here it is. Put aside gratitude, Mank. That you've done your best work was no accident. I removed any distraction, eliminated every excuse. Your family, your cronies, liquor... 
I gave you a second chance. And for that, I cannot thank you enough. But with credit for a risky undertaking must go the weight of real responsibility. Given your current health, I wonder if you're up to it. And frankly, I wonder too, but we'll find out. You may never work in this town again, Mac. <laughs> Orson, please. Then you force me to remind you. We have a contract that you understood and agreed to. If you fight this, it will go to what your new guild calls arbitration, and you, my friend, will lose script, money, and assuming such a thing still exists in Hollywood, the respect of those who honor their word. How can I put this nicely? I may be a loose cannon, but you, my friend, are an outsider. They're exasperated by me, and I've earned it, but you, a self-anointed savior hyphenate, they're just waiting to loathe you. Remind me never again to work with a washed-up alcoholic. Duly noted. Nelson Algren, please copy. All right. No doubt you'll get your credit, but ask yourself, who's producing this picture, directing it, starring in it? Oh, I like the sound dramatic of this. Dramatic stuff. Very yeah. dramatic. And Orson Welles, uh, as is depicted there, was renowned for the temper that he had and his Absolutely. difficult nature. That's, yeah. that's an actor called Tom Burke. And really, Welles is more a cameo in this. I mean, that's probably his biggest scene, uh, this confrontation that they have. It's really Gary Oldman's picture and he's fantastic in it. Um, I have a quote. I'm not sure if it's an actual quote mm-hmm. from uh, the actual historical person, but it's uh, it's said in the movie by uh, Louis B. Mayer, who's the founder of MGM Studios. And he says, this business, the movie business, is a business where the buyer gets nothing but a memory for his money and what he bought still belongs to the man that sold it to him, which I thought was a really interesting way of looking at the movie industry. And... Um, he is fantastic, played by Arliss Howard again. This movie is littered with great cameos. Um, and it is essentially about movies and mm. the making of movies. Uh, uh, David Fincher, this is a real labor of love for him. His father, who passed away in 2003, Jack Fincher, he actually wrote the script. And his father, who was a journalist and a screenwriter, he has a lot in common with Herman J. Mankiewicz too. But Gary Oldman, as I say, is really good. This washed up alcoholic screenwriter who... Uh, is kind of coasting, if you like. He, he's really clever, really wishy. They said he was like the, the wishiest guy in any room that you went into. He had really deep political leanings, but he, at the same time, he was quite happy to kind of sell out and play the court jester, if you like, to kind of wealthy people who, who had had money and influence. And in the writing of Citizen Kane, it was it, his attempt, I suppose, to get back a little bit at them for you know what he saw as their hypocrisy um the movie is really influenced like watching it it's in black and white Mm. um you could hear there that kind of swelling 40 it's like a movie from the 40s oh great Um, yeah uh, up to the point where they even have put in it was shot digitally but they put in little what they call cigarette burns which is where they you know they change a reel you know a reel changes Mm. coming up so a little thing flashes and hairs on it you know um so it's really interesting. Sometimes I don't know if it'll be for everybody, this movie, but I really enjoyed it. And I think if you like um, the history of movies and if you know Citizen Kane as a film, you really, really enjoy it as well. As I say, a great cast, some great uh, female actors in it. Um, Amanda Seyfried plays Marion Davis, who was the uh, mistress of William Randolph Hearst. She's great. Tuppence Middleton plays Mankiewicz's long-suffering wife. And Lily Collins is the secretary who Mankiewicz is, is dictating the script to. 
Um, and it kind of it it gives the opportunity for a lot of flashbacks then to Mankiewicz's life. But I would say it it's some people might find it a little bit long. But if it's if you enjoy this period, if you enjoy movies from this period. It's it's very, very entertaining. Oh, fantastic. I definitely think I'm going to like that. Uh, definitely a fan of historical type uh, films as well. So our random review this week was The Two Popes. And that's a massive hint. A lot of people are getting the uh, mystery voice, though. But you know what? I think we have a slight problem because my WhatsApp phone is down. So I don't know if Jamie and Eamon have <laughs> gone oh. in there. We have an issue. Um, Jamie and Eamon, s- send us send, it, send it again. Post us send a Christmas again. card if yeah. you're OK. We're worried about you. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, a lot of people getting in touch on that one. Oh, no, sorry. Eamon is in there. He is in there in the mix on the text. That's okay. okay. Um, so he's he, he is alive and well. Uh, okay, so the two popes we're talking about this week. And, do you know, I have to admit, I was a little bit like, oh, no, I'm not going to enjoy this, I don't think, <laughs> when, when this came out. But do tell us right. the, the, the background of this one. Okay, and it's funny you should say that because I said to somebody, oh, we're randomly reviewing the two popes. And I went, well, that's a really good one to randomly review because a lot of people have seen it come up and gone, oh, I don't, that seems like homework. I don't yeah. kind of want to watch it. You know what I mean? Um, but this is the story. It, it's And it's there's not really much of a plot to it, but it's uh, behind Vatican walls. We've got uh, the conservative Pope Benedict and the future liberal Pope Francis. Uh, they have to find a common ground just as Pope Benedict announces his retirement. And uh, it's not that he he um, he says that you should be the next Pope, but he does say that you are important for the church and where the church should go. So we have a little clip here of, of Pope Benedict played by Anthony Hopkins and uh, the future Pope Francis played by Jonathan Price. Okay, here it is. I ask forgiveness. Father, if this is the sole reason you wish to resign, it is even more important that you stay, heal the wound. Listen to me. Complete the work you have begun. You see, every reason I give you is not enough. So let me tell you again, I can no longer sit on the chair of St. Peter. You're mistaken. I cannot feel the presence of God. I do not hear his voice. Do you understand me? No, no, you're mistaken. You are a mistake. I believe in God. I pray to God. Silence. Oh, it's a it's a great scene that you've picked there. Really, really good. And you know, it's the it's the two of them together, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins. I mean, what a treat to watch the two of them work together in this. Absolutely. And like I say, the plot is fairly light, mm. but it is and it is two older men politely in, and sometimes not so politely <laughs> wrestling with with theology and faith. So, you know, you can see why some people might think, well, that doesn't sound like it's for me. But I was so compelled by this film. Oh, I was absolutely compelled by it. I mean, the way in which this is told, by the way, is truly a masterclass in how to write a good screenplay. You know, you have the opening phone call where the current Pope Francis is trying to book a flight. I mean, that's a great scene to how the flashback sequences into his young life, you know, receiving the call to God, his life as a Jesuit priest in the 70s in the midst of the dictatorship in Argentina. Then you have this awkwardness between the two of them that eventually builds into a really nice friendship. I was charmed completely by 
by this film. I was captivated by the two leads. I mean, it's hard not to be as well with Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price playing the roles. But I immediately afterwards wanted to research more on the actual real popes that they were portraying as well. It's far from a scathing attack on the church. Uh, I would say it's a subtle uncovering of the scandals and uh, an exploration on what needs to be done, as, as said in that clip there, to heal. And I think whether you're a devout Catholic or you've completely renounced the church, you're going to really enjoy this movie. That's that's my view on it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, essentially, it's it's a buddy movie, really, <laughs> where you've got two <laughs> mismatched, two mismatched popes who you know meet and clash, but then eventually gain to gain to respect each other. You know, and as you say, it's got a cracking script and two great central performances and some great. There's Jonathan Price. I really thought was terrific. Now terrific. he has, I mm. think, the the more. I don't want to say likable, but he's a very charming character. And it's it's pointed out by Pope Benedict, you know, everybody seems to like you. What is your secret? And he says, well, I just try to be myself. And Pope Benedict says, his reply is, when I try to be myself, nobody seems to yes. like me. Yes, <laughs> and the way he says it as well. And, yeah, and he kind yeah. of, he does have his sort of huffy moments as well. Um, you know, there's there's some really clever shots. This is a beautifully shot movie as well. By the way, the, the director, I can't recall his name just now, but he's the same guy that did City of God another fantastic he's Brazilian uh, director um, but there's a fantastic shot at the end not to spoil it but with the candle you know the bit I'm talking about mm, at the very end yeah, great yeah. great example of clever filmmaking saying a lot in, in one uh, shot and I have to mention the soundtrack as well because if you're expecting solemn holy chanting then you're sorely mistaken it's not that kind of film I mean they have Dancing Queen by ABBA as they go in yes. to place their votes uh, do you know what I mean but it's not mocking it just it works it's an absolute it five yeah. star movie for me I absolutely loved it thought it was brilliant yeah yeah, I, I agree yeah, definitely if you've not seen it then definitely check it out it's, it's fantastic uh, okay so for next week we have number 67 on your list what's that one okay I have to make a little confession here now you okay. picked number 67 and I, I saw what <laughs> number 68 on the list was and I said we're actually going to have to do that because we were talking about Orson Welles and Mank so what we're going to be watching next week is a movie called The Other Side of the Wind okay. and this is a movie that has was 40 years in production basically Orson Welles started filming it in the 70s and on and off kept going over the next years as the funding went and came back and, and things like that there was a whole lot of legal financial and political complications as well and it follows a maverick director who decides to return to Hollywood to finish his comeback movie um, and that director is played by John Huston so I just couldn't pass the chance for the sake of you being off by one digit of us not uh, okay let's do that to, one to okay that. so that's yeah. the for other side of the wind the other side of the wind that's for next week um, I think Jamie is on uh, he says I haven't a notion who it is <laughs> I couldn't pick up the accent at all. Uh, don't worry, we'll reveal very soon. Uh, very quickly, you have some great movies for the weekend on television. Yes, they're all unfortunately on around the same time on Saturday night. Um, uh, tomorrow at nine o'clock on RT2, a great Irish movie called Float Like a Butterfly from 2018. And it's, it's set in the 70s around the time that Muhammad Ali visited Ireland. And it's about a young traveller girl who is obsessed with him and wants to become a boxer, but various 
things get in our way. So that's at 9 o'clock on RT2. At 9.30 on Channel 4 is 2017's The Shape of Water, oh, great which movie. is yeah. a fantastic film from Guillermo del Toro. Um, it's an unusual love story, I think. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And then one of my favorite movies, actually, uh, on BBC Two at 10.40 is The Untouchables. From oh, great movie. Great movie. Yeah. I haven't so watched that, that in ages. Is, Exactly, neither have I, even though I own the DVD. But, uh, <laughs> so it's about um, Al Capone and Elliot Ness and Sean Connery got his Oscar for his dubious Irish accent in that, in that film. <laughs> yeah, but it's great. So if you get three movies on or three uh, screens on the go there, you can enjoy all three of them on Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant as always. And I'm going to just take an ad break and I'll reveal who the mystery voice is after, after the break. But listen, as always, thank you for jam-packed real reviews. Oh, you're very welcome. I'll talk to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.